Welcome to Making the Most of Time with me, Elliot Apple. I'm a financial planner and caregiver. To give you a little background, my dad was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer when I was 25. Our world was changed instantly, and it's been a constant state of change ever since. Since then, I've been learning about the intersection of money, health, and loss, personally and professionally. This is a place to explore money, loss, and grief. It's about making the most of time, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, physically, and financially. There are no taboo topics, no question is off limits. These conversations are for people like you, people who are about to lose a significant other, widows, caregivers, and anybody affected by a major health event. I'm glad you're here. So with that, let's start making the most of time. For people who donate to charity, Qualified Charitable Distributions, or QCDs for short, are powerful giving tools. QCDs can satisfy your required minimum distribution and reduce your adjusted gross income, thereby potentially avoiding higher tax brackets and phase-outs of tax deductions. What does this mean for you? Making a qualified charitable distribution can potentially lower the amount of tax you pay while still supporting the charities you want to support. First, what is a qualified charitable distribution? A qualified charitable distribution is a distribution made directly to charity from an IRA account by someone who is at least age 70 and a half. Although the RMD age is age 72, you can start making QCDs when you are age 70 and a half. Please note, it's not the year in which you turn age 70 and a half. You must actually be age 70 and a half or older when you make the QCD. You can make a QCD for any amount up to 100,000. Amounts over 100,000 do not qualify. It's also important to note that if you are using a QCD to satisfy your required minimum distribution, you cannot carry forward amounts donated above your RMD. For example, if your RMD is $50,000 and you make a $75,000 QCD, you still have $75,000 that won't be taxed, but you don't get to carry forward $25,000 into the next year. Now you may be thinking, what kind of charities qualify for qualified charitable distributions? You can make a QCD to certain 501c3 charitable organizations. There are, however, a few that don't qualify. One, donor advised funds. Two, private foundations. And three, supporting organizations. You can't make a QCD to your own donor advised fund or someone else's private foundations or any organization that exists solely to support other charities. The other key part of the donation is that you cannot receive anything in return. For example, you can't make a QCD in exchange for dinner at an auction, seats at a sporting event, or other common membership benefits. Other than those limitations, many charitable organizations qualify. People commonly use them to support their religious organizations, art and cultural charities, animal charities, environmental causes, education charities, and community development. There's a good chance that if you're age 70 and a half or older and are already making charitable contributions in cash or by your credit card, that you can make a qualified charitable distribution for a better tax benefit. How do you actually make a qualified charitable distribution? Although making a qualified charitable distribution is usually not as easy as inputting your credit card information, there are ways to simplify it. The method by which you can make a QCD varies by custodian. For example, at Schwab, you can request a QCD directly from Schwab or set up check writing capabilities on your IRA. And there are some important differences. For example, if you request directly from Schwab, Schwab's sending the check. If you add check writing, you're going to be sending the check. 
The frequency options are also different. Obviously, if you're writing the check, you write it as needed. But with Schwab or another custodian, you may be able to set up a reoccurring check distribution, such as one time, annually, quarterly, or monthly. And then the last key difference here is when it's actually withdrawn from the account. So if you request it directly from Schwab or another custodian, it usually posts immediately as a withdrawal. But if you're writing the check, it's not going to be withdrawn until it actually gets cashed. And I'll talk about that more in a bit. These differences are important because one method may be easier than other, another depending on how often you want a check sent and how many charities you are supporting. For example, if you're trying to support more than one or two charities per year, setting up a request with your custodian may be easier than writing multiple checks in a year. Also, if you want a check to be sent more than once per year, you may not want to actually write a check each time. You may prefer setting up authorization and then with a few clicks of the button, you may be able to send that out going forward. You may also prefer to set it up on an automatic distribution schedule. You also don't have to choose one method over the other. You may want to get check writing capabilities to write a check once in a while, but use the option to have a Schwab to have Schwab send a check for reoccurring QCDs or for charities you plan to support each year. Now a note on timing issues. If you decide to make a QCD by writing a check from your IRA near the end of the year, pay special attention to when it may be cashed. For example, if you're hoping the QCD will fulfill the remaining, say $10,000 of your RMD, but it isn't cashed until the following year, you may have an RMD shortfall, which could result in a 50% penalty on the amount that should have been distributed. I have seen issues where people write checks in late December, but the charity does not cash it until January. In that case, they have an RMD shortfall and the check amount counts against the RMD in the following year instead. It's important to note that QCDs cannot be made from 401ks, they must be made from an IRA. Although the mechanics are important to understand, it's also important to know that the order in which you make distributions from your IRA is critical. For example, if you have a $50,000 RMD and decide to do a $50,000 distribution to yourself, and then decide you want to make a $25,000 QCD, you can't undo it. If you distribute $25,000 after to a charity, you still have $50,000 that's going to be taxable to you, but the $25,000 to the charity would not be taxable. That's why deciding if you want to do a QCD earlier in the year is important. In the previous example, you could have distributed $25,000 as a QCD and $25,000 to yourself. In that scenario, you would have had $25,000 taxable to you. The other key step to follow is to get a receipt from the charitable organization acknowledging receipt of your donation and that no goods or services were provided in exchange for the donation. There's also other information you'll want to make, you'll want to make sure you get in the written acknowledgement. You can look that up on the IRS's website. If you want to make a qualified charitable distribution, it's vital to understand the mechanics of it at your custodian and the timing. I often encourage people to make QCDs earlier in the year instead of waiting until the end of the year. It's one less thing to do at the end of the year when custodians are often slower to process paperwork, and charities often already receive the most support then. A common question that comes up is, can I deduct a QCD from my income tax? The answer is no, but that is okay because you're likely receiving a much better tax advantage with a qualified charitable distribution. When you make a qualified charitable distribution, you are reducing the amount that goes on line 4B of your tax return. This is generally better than an income tax deduction that goes on Schedule A. If you contributed to a charity using your credit card or giving cash, you have to have enough itemized deductions to get over the standard deduction to benefit from the donation, which many people don't. With a qualified charitable distribution, you don't have to itemize your de deductions to get a benefit. You reduce your income dollar for dollar up to the $100,000 maximum amount. Now the next question becomes, how do I actually report QCDs on my taxes? 
Reporting a qualified charitable distribution on your income taxes is simple, but not easy because custodians do not track or report your QCDs. A custodian simply needs to report the total amount of money distributed from your IRA. They don't track how much of it went to you personally and how much went to charity. For example, if you distributed $25,000 to your bank account and $25,000 to a charity with a QCD, the 1099-R is going to report a $50,000 distribution. If you look at the 1099-R in line 1 with the gross distribution, it may say $50,000. In line 2A, the taxable amount, it may say $50,000 as well. And then the distribution code may say 7. But if you notice here, the taxable amount and the gross amount are the same at $50,000, despite only $25,000 being taxable. The custodian doesn't track the QCDs. That's why it's vital to track your QCDs throughout the year. I normally recommend people use a spreadsheet to note the amount and date. When it comes to tax time, you can simply add up the total sent to charities and double check it against the total distribution and the amount that you personally received as well as any tax withholding. Once you know how much of your total distribution was a qualified charitable distribution, you need to report it properly on your tax return. I have an image on the blog if you want to check it out, but I'll try to describe it here for you. It essentially says in line 4a a $50,000 distribution, of which $25,000 was a QCD. So in line 4b, you're going to put $25,000, and then next to that, you're going to put QCD near line 4b to show that the full amount was not taxable. So in this scenario, you had a $50,000 distribution, and half went to charity. So you may be wondering, does a qualified charitable distribution make sense for me? Now that you know more about the QCDs, you may be wondering about this and, hey, does this make sense in my situation? And as with most personal finance questions, the answer is, it depends. QCDs can make sense in the following situations, and these are all assuming you're age 70 and a half or older. One, you already contribute to charity. Two, you don't need the full amount of your RMD and are charitably inclined. And three, you don't itemize deductions because you take the standard deduction. If you're age 70 and a half or older and want to give to charity, a qualified charitable distribution is often the most effective way to give. While giving via cash or credit cards may provide a below-the-line deduction on your tax return, you must itemize to get any benefit from it. If you don't itemize, there's really no tax benefit. Even if you give highly appreciated stock to charity or use a donor-advised fund, a QCD is usually more effective. A QCD reduces your adjusted gross income, which can reduce Medicare premiums and help with other tax phase-outs. If you give highly appreciated stock, you get a below-the-line deduction, which won't help with potentially lowering your Medicare premiums or other tax situations decided by your AGI. A qualified charitable distribution can be a very effective way of reducing the amount of income that is taxed. But QCDs may not make sense in the following situations. One, you have a larger donation you want to make to offset a huge tax liability. Two, you want to claim a charitable donation today, but want to give the money out over time to charities. And three, you don't want to track many smaller donations. If you have a huge tax liability due to the sale of business, home, rental, property, or other taxable event, you may be looking to give a large lump sum to help offset the tax, but you aren't ready to immediately give it to the charities you want to support. In those situations, a QCD may not be the preferred method because you have to give the full amount away immediately, and the donation won't help offset the tax liability. This is where a donor-advised fund can be helpful because you could make a large donation of highly appreciated stock, immediately use it to help offset the tax liability, and then give grants away over time to the charities you want to support. I previously did an episode on donor advised funds, so if you're interested in that, I go back and search for it. Another reason you may want to consider a donor advised fund instead of a qualified charitable distribution is if you contribute to many different charities. 
I've met many people who don't want to track 10 or 20 different donations to charities for 50 or $100 here and there when making QCDs. In those situations, they may prefer to make a donation of highly appreciated stock to a donor advised fund, receive a tax deduction, and then not have to track when they make grants out of the account. If you're age 70 and a half or older, have IRA assets and contribute to charity, I'd recommend you consider and research more whether making qualified charitable distributions instead of giving cash is appropriate for you. Final thoughts and a question for you. QCDs are an effective way to contribute to charity. QCDs are often more tax efficient than giving cash because it can reduce your adjusted gross income and result in less of your income being taxed. They're also a great way to fulfill your RMD requirements. While setting up the ability to make QCDs can take time and reporting them certainly requires you to carefully track your donations, the extra time and energy is worth it in many situations. If a QCD does not make sense for you, I'd consider looking into using a donor advised fund or contributing highly appreciated stock to charity. And I'll leave you with one question to act on. Would a qualified charitable distribution be an effective way to give in your situation? Elliot Apple is an investment advisor representative of Kindness Financial Planning, LLC. However, in hosting this podcast, Elliot is not acting as an investment advisor representative individually or on behalf of Kindness Financial Planning. The information and opinions in this podcast are for general, informational, and educational purposes only and should not be considered investment, financial, legal, or tax advice. Opinions expressed are as of the date of publication, and such opinions are subject to change. No representation is made as to the completeness or accuracy of the information presented. Any past performance referenced is historical and no guarantee of future results. All indices referenced are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. All investments involve a certain level of risk. You should carefully consider if an investment is suitable for you before making an investment. Please consult your legal, financial, and other professionals to determine what may be appropriate for you.